Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Black AF here at AfterBuzz TV. I'm your host, Brianna Cheyenne, and I have AJ here. Hey, guys. What's up? This your girl, AJ. Now, obviously, we have two very familiar but new faces here with on the show. We have Scarlett Spencer, who plays Izzy, and we have Justin Claiborne, who plays Pop. Thanks so much for tuning in with us, guys. How are you today? I'm really good. Yes. I'm phenomenal. for asking. Awesome. So we're going to dissect episode seven and eight, and the Barris family is on vacation. They finally landed. They're in Tahiti. And to start off, AJ, tell me, well, tell us what you thought about episodes seven and eight. Okay, well, I thought the episodes were really good. I think we finally seen a fun side of the family. They was more, they was more cohesive, but kind of doing their own thing, but more together. And Joya finally got the book together. So I'm excited to talk about her little book deal. Um, and yeah, it was a good episode. I like how it ended. What was it like filming the vacation scene? Guys. It was so much fun. Um, it was crazy that we got to film in Fiji. That was crazy. Yes, Fiji. I, I don't know thought it was going to be like a green screen or like they were going to build a set, but then they were like, hey, your passports are good, right? <laughs> yeah. Legit, they flew us there uh, first class. It was amazing. It was top of the line experience. It was like a dream come true. We got spoiled. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. What was, your favorite- oh, what was your favorite part um, being there on a vacay? For me, it was, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Okay. For me, it was getting to see, okay, because the whole family was always with each other. So the fact that we uh, got to connect and really bond with each other more was really amazing. Mm -hmm. And also jet skis. Jet skis were epic. (laughs) Oh, that's jet ski. Nice. We went like 60 miles per hour. It was pretty crazy. (laughs) What about you, Scarlett? Um, I was gonna say jet skis too. Those were a lot of fun. Um, but there were only two, so like we each got to drive one. But eventually, I got a Justin's, and you can't, he can't drive. (laughs) I did. So it's just like the golf cart, basically. (laughs) I just scared the crap out of her because we were going full speed on the jet ocean. (laughs) Because like the the waves are like ramps, so you're like ramping the jet ski. Yeah. Those Who fell in the water? Did anybody fall in the water? Yes. Someone <laughs> hurt. <laughs> no, not me. <laughs> I didn't. Oh my gosh. I, remember I turned really fast. Like, like okay. Uh, we only had two jet skis. So, like, when you turn really fast, like, waves go uh, splashing onto the other jet ski. So, mm-hmm. I, I got, like, this far away from one of the other jet skis. I was going really fast. It was from that I was steering. <laughs> <laughs> So yesterday we got a chance to talk to Ravi and he was saying how he enjoyed filming with everyone because it felt like that was his real family and Kenya felt like his real dad. So did you guys have a similar experience while you were filming Black AF? 
Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, totally. Like, I see everyone as my family and like we've done, like we've hung out outside of set. So mm-hmm. it's really great that we all actually have like a family connection. Nice. Yeah. I have two two older sisters. So like I have a, I have a big family. It really felt like my family. It was right. amazing that we had was so close. The bond was unbreakable. And the fact that we're we're such phenomenal friends like outside of filming, it helps so much. It really just made a huge change with filming. Yeah, it, it makes it a lot easier to um you know, bond build that connection and it comes off on camera amazingly. And we were also able to connect easier because we did all the table reads beforehand. So we got Mm -hmm. to, before we started filming. So Mm -hmm. we got to understand our characters a bit more and we got to like know each other pretty well before we actually started filming. So there already was that connection. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a question. This is a hard question. I know it's going to be hard for you guys to choose. I'm going to start with you, Scarlett. Who is your favorite sibling? (laughs) Who is your favorite? sibling on the show on the show out of all the siblings who was your favorite well I feel like Izzy's favorite is Chloe because mm-hmm. they're very similar except Chloe is a bit more glam but otherwise they're very similar like character wise um but my favorite character is probably definitely like um little Richard <laughs> um he plays the youngest Barris Brooklyn and <laughs> yes. what about you justin who was pops who was pops uh, more like pops was definitely uh me and robbie me and robbie were like two peas in a pod you guys were always together yeah 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 we got in, oh okay if robbie got in trouble i got in trouble it's like we're we have this connection it's insane Ooh, <laughs> i remember like whenever we're like messing with our dads not dads, oh geez, <laughs> with our dad. Um, well, I remember on set, me and Robbie were messing around, we we're having a Nerf gun war, and we accidentally shot Kenya in the head <laughs> with a Nerf dart. How did that, how did that play out? You gotta give us a nice Kenya Barris story with that. I remember looking at his face, he looked so confused. He was looking around the room, he looked at me, he was like, <laughs> we all laughed, it was really funny. That was cool, but me and Robbie are were super close. That's definitely Pop's main man. Dope. So now that the season, the first season is over, I'm gonna start off with you against Scarlet. What are your hopes for Izzy's character when, because we put positive vibes out here at AfterBuzz TV, when you guys come back for a season two, what are some things that you hope for your character? Um I definitely hope to see Izzy now maybe show more emotion than just straight up, I hate you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I agree. Um, So maybe show more emotion. Um, But I still definitely loved playing, like, the evil character that everyone is, like, scared of and is the boss. Mm -hmm. That was really fun. What about Mm -hmm. you, Justin? Uh, since Pop's uh boss moment, he'll definitely respect <laughs> and stuff. I really want him to. Okay, I want him to meet. I want him to be like more included with everything that um, Scarlet and Robbie do. 
Mm -hmm. I definitely want him to be, obviously, Scarlett and me are never going to be, like, equal, like, with Pop. (laughs) (laughs) Because she's always going to be the boss, no matter what. But, um, I definitely think I'll have more leverage now. I'll be good. Nice. Mm -hmm. So, speaking of the characters, um, how much of your character is like you guys in real life? I'll start with you, Justin. Are you and Pop similar in real life? Uh... Okay, our differences. Uh, I'm definitely more like an adventurous and risk-taking person than Pops is. One thing that we do have in common, a lot in common, we research everything to the finest point. It's like, um, or at least like make sure that we're doing things right or are safe. Yeah. <laughs> okay, what about you, Scarlett? Um, Izzy and I are definitely very similar. Um, <laughs> like, I do not be being bothered. <laughs> I definitely, like, I definitely don't think I'm as, like, cruel as her. <laughs> That's good um, to know. <laughs> but we're both very, like, hard-headed and definite on, like, what we want and, like, have a very set, like, goal or perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mainly... Like, I got a lot of Izzy from my brother, because my brother is a lot like Izzy. Like, every stereotypical Mm -hmm. middle child, every stereotype that you can put on a middle child is Mm -hmm. Izzy. (laughs) Oh, wow. So you were able to channel your brother, basically, to help you really get into the role. Yeah, because even a lot of my family were like, some of the facial expressions you did on that show just reminded me of Matthew. (laughs) Cool. Um, so, Justin, I know that aside from Black AF, you worked on A Marriage Story. Yeah. And they won an Oscar just, like, last year. So, how does it feel to be a part of a project that is so monumental in the industry with the Oscar win? What's that like for you? It was absolutely amazing. And the whole process of filming that was really cool. And Scarlett Johansson is amazing with kids. I mean, yeah, obviously, but um, she was so nice. It was the whole process was amazing. It really is so like eye opening and so cool to know that that won awards. It was kind of unbelievable. It was really cool. Yeah, I know that must have felt like everything just like butterflies and joy and like oh my god I'm sure it makes for both of you seeing being able to be a part of projects outside of Black AF and knowing how far your careers can go and because this isn't the first time you guys have worked with Kenya Barris either you've done some things on Blackish also right? Yeah. Yeah. I got to play a younger Rashida on. Yes, you did. That's, I was like, I know she was on Blackish. I watched every single episode and I could not remember which character. Yes, that's, yeah. I was on a Halloween special. I actually, uh, we went into a haunted house. I actually, I ran into a bush and I was like, hey. so That was you? Yeah. I was like losing my mind. It was really funny. I remember all my friends tuned in. It was hilarious. That is hilarious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, question. So, what if you could tell fans anything about you? What would you want them to know about you? I'll start with you, Scarlett. Um, 
definitely that it takes a lot of work to get to this point. Like, I know a lot of people think it just happens instantly. Like, I want to be, like, I want to act, and then it happens overnight. But, like, I know for me and for a bunch of other people, it takes, like, many, many years. So you just have to continuously work on it because it doesn't just happen overnight all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. Yeah, with what Scarlett said, it's really, I mean, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. That's the saying that my mother always told me, and I've always kept close to my heart. It's, um, you really have to work hard in this industry. You can't slack or else you get pushed back. Oh, dang, that rhymed. That was amazing. <laughs> Bars. <laughs> Bars. It was, this whole acting thing really changed my life and made me see the world differently. It's really weird. Like, thinking back, when I used to watch TV as a kid, um, I thought that all of that was real. Like, knowing that this is all, like, fake. Not fake, because acting is not fake. Um, it's just completely different. It's very eye-opening. Mm -hmm. Well, while you were there on vacation, a really big part of episode seven and eight was this whole theme of vacation war and Kenya, your dad, basically trying to make it perfect and he wants recognition for all this stuff so as his kids where do you think he's coming from with that mindset why do you think it's so important for his kids to idolize him because you definitely like especially in a big family I'm sure that you would want recognition especially in a big family where we are all very privileged you would definitely want recognition for being able to and to be able to do all of that stuff for them. So I feel like he definitely would want recognition, but all of us are so used to it that we don't really give him like mm -hmm. all the recognition that he deserves. Very true. Yeah. I feel like he's sort of, he feels like he's unappreciated and he makes that very clear. <laughs> like for example, him working in the middle of the living room, that's a little much, but I think it's funny. It's, um, I think we definitely, I mean, even though it's silly, I think we should, we should thank him every now and often. Whoa, that sounds weird. But you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a practice that I'm sure he wants his kids on the TV show, but in real life, you always want to show appreciation for your parents too. Well, we want to definitely show you guys appreciation for coming on with us and doing this chat. We really hope you're staying safe. We love you guys. We can't wait to see more of you because I know we're going to see a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot more. Um, so before you guys sign off and say bye to our viewers, make sure, Justin, you can start off. Go ahead and drop your social media and let everybody know where they can follow you. Okay, on Instagram, it is Justin Claiborne one Go ahead and follow me. And then my TikTok is in the bio as well. So go follow me there. Oh, TikToker. Okay. What about you, Scarlett? Um, my Instagram is Scarlett Sophia Spencer, and my TikTok is Scarlett S. Spencer. Okay, another TikToker. You guys are going to make me want to go on TikTok. It's pretty All right. I'm sure it is, but I don't have rhythm, so I'll probably just be watching. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you, guys. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Bye, guys. Thanks. Bye. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so adorable. Ugh. They're so cute. Love I can't wait that. to pop some kids out and just throw them into the industry. They're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's start off with this whole PJ thing. It's a big deal. Here we are peacocking again with the, the biggest peacocker ever, Kenya Barris. And his kids could care less about this private jet. Why do, do you think that they should have been more grateful? Like, do you think, would you have wanted them to be more excited and going crazy? You know, honestly, yes. Just because if I'm paying for it or I'm, you know, trying to put impress, not impress, but show them a good time. I want them to be grateful, but it's like Julia said, they're used to it. Yeah. So it's kind of like, if they wasn't used to it, they would have been running around in private jack acting crazy. She was like, it's fine if they're just relaxed. That means that they're, they're used to that treatment. So yeah but they could have still been grateful though yeah that they that's didn't cool. have to experience you know what I'm saying so yeah because they don't have to show that they've never experienced anything before but you can still at least pretend that you're having a good time especially if you know the type of dad that you have yes yes Chloe brought Marquise and okay. it really took a toll on Drea. Did you feel bad? Did you, how did you feel about the whole Drea, Chloe, Marquise triangle thing? Um, I, I understood her. I, I, I felt where Drea was coming from. It's kind of like, I'm used to being with my sister all the time. It's mm-hmm. kind of like the best friend thing. When your best friend gets a boyfriend and you're like, well, what about me? I feel left out. And it was a family vacation, a family vacation. Mm-hmm. Technically Marquise was imposing. Yeah, you know, and nobody wanted him to come in the first place. So technically, yeah, it was a surprise. It also showed—I don't want to say insecure, but it just shows how much Drea looks up to Chloe, because it got to a point where she was doing a whole bunch of wild stuff just to step out of her comfort zone so she can gain acceptance from her. And it's also ironic because now that I'm talking about it, I see a lot of similarities between. Kenya and Drea they have a lot in common they both want assurance they're both creative they're both stubborn and stuck in their ways and a kind of aggressive yeah Drea yeah like she said she's off to college now so she's away from home so she's feeling herself she's trying to find her find, oh, you know, she's, hmm? Chloe's off to college I mean, I'm sorry, Chloe's off to college now. So yeah, it's kind of like she's becoming a woman now. She's on her own. So she's feeling herself a bit. Like Drea said, you feeling yeah. too much, sis. Is Marquis supposed to be Chloe's age? Because he looks, that that man looks old. That is a old. I think he may be older just because she, like, I think she switched her stuff around for him too. Like her major, she's trying yeah, to know he yeah. was going. So he may be a year or two older than her in college. He looks Maybe. like he should have been casted as Kenya's brother. Yeah, okay. Look. Are we gonna talk? Can we talk since we're on Marquise? Can we talk about um this bisexual thing? Do you think he's bisexual? Go ahead, because you want somebody I in the show to I asked you. I asked you, is he bisexual? What do you think? Okay. What did you get? The fans wanna know. The fans wanna know. The fans wanna know. Wanna know. <laughs> what do you think? Okay, I personally, I don't think he's bisexual. I think he is a typical Pasadena guy. I think he's just super, 
secure in his sexuality to where he doesn't he might not realize when he's saying or doing something that's kind of suspect and then you have to remember Kenya he's from Englewood so anything that goes against the grain with what he experienced growing up it's gonna seem is this Mm -hmm. guy Mm -hmm. you know what Mm -hmm. do you what do you think do you think he is you know like you said I guess it depends on where you're from so I got I'm like okay maybe he is (laughs) when they was on the beach when they was on the beach and maybe they was talking about the um the man or the artist came out and he was like oh you know he's um he's bisexual like he made a point like he mentioned yeah, I think it's cool. I mean, he came, it came out of nowhere, though. So it was just funny that he said that out of nowhere, and they was just asking, they was just talking about it, you know, amongst themselves. The sister, yeah. I don't know. But like you say, he could just be comfortable with himself, just having fun with the boys. Because mm-hmm. so that's the same way you thought Drea, maybe Drea liked girls, and then she was just talking about I'm just listening to what they are saying, okay? This is what they're saying in the script. I'm listening. I'm making my own clues, you know? coming to my own conclusions um what did you think okay so they they get to Fiji and they're at the resort and they make the comment about being the only black family there mm-hmm. how much accuracy did you find in their comment about Africans not liking African Americans did that did that stand out to you um I've heard that before um mm-hmm. I don't think that it's not so they don't like african-americans but i i do i have known some africans that they feel like african-americans take advantage of like they don't take it serious or they don't take advantage of opportunities presented just because like you know we're in the land like we're used to it but when you but it's when anything we come from another country mm-hmm. that doesn't have the same type of luxuries or not freedom but you know the freedom to kind of do whatever you want anybody yeah. from another country will come to america and say oh like there's so many opportunities here y'all not taking advantage of it so you know, I think that's where it comes from. Not that they don't like us, it's just like you're not taking advantage of certain opportunities that are presented. Mm-hmm. I think it's more so like that. I agree. He also made the comments saying that they look down on African Americans, and I've heard that too. Yeah. I'm personally, I'm okay. So I'm Jamaican. <laughs> I say this on like every single panel I'm on, but I'm. A lot of Caribbeans also have that mentality with African-Americans. And it's not so much, it sounds bad to say they feel like they're better than, but I guess the value system of things are just so different Mm -hmm. that it comes off as we look down on people. Yeah, yeah, I would say, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What? <laughs> yeah. The uh, spin the bottle scene had me thinking about coronavirus. I know that in this what? world, all I kept thinking about was coronavirus, coronavirus, coronavirus. She's going to be kissing on these strangers. She doesn't know that man. She doesn't know that girl, coronavirus. But I guess that's not a factor in future. Well, you know, they was drinking liquor, so liquor kills germs. Is it? Because I saw a report where they said alcohol puts you more at risk. And I, I thought, you know, when I was in college, I thought the higher the alcohol percent, it means it kills bacteria and germs. Wait. It, it may be in the college <laughs> rumor, just so we can all just share the bottle. Did you live by that college rumor? They have made it up, so I don't know. Did you live by that college rumor? 
Yeah, I thought we just we shared a liquor bottle. We just drink it. They said it killed germs. I'm gonna have to Google it now. Now you got me thinking. All right. We gonna uh <laughs> we gonna <laughs> okay, so what do you think about Drea and her kiss? Do you think Chloe overreacted? I mean, do you think Drea had overreacted, um, overreacted about the kissing? Um, okay. I think I don't think she overreacted because she is she seems like it's something that's been built up for a really long time. Cause when she made the comment saying, I'm tired of I'm tired of making you care about me that showed that this is something that she's sat on forever and we saw we see it all the time chloe is always making fun of her saying you don't have any friends are you into girls you're no fun you don't drink there's always something she's finding to pick on her about Mm -hmm. and the fact that she brought marquise on a trip where this is the only time they get to get along and actually be friends i think that was the cherry on top to make her really say wow you really don't care about me as a sister because you don't see how you pressuring me to kiss two people i don't know a guy and a girl how that uncomfortable that makes me feel yeah yeah you know what i'm thinking now um that that had happened it may have been not a setup for chloe but i think drea she expected Chloe to say no. Like, I think she, even though she wanted to be a part of it and do the things, I think she was expecting Chloe to say, no, don't do it. Like she wanted that protective older sister vibe from her. And I think she, like you said, she was a bit disappointed when it didn't happen. It came off as, oh, you don't care about me. Why would you let your younger sister just do anything with her life? Mm -hmm. But I don't think Drea recognizes that that's Chloe's life. So if Chloe's doing that, she doesn't see anything wrong with it. But right. Drea and Chloe, they are so they are so different mm-hmm. that you know, like they value different things. They have they like they're totally two different people. So what's okay in Chloe's world, Drea would it wouldn't be okay in Drea's world. Yeah, that also caused a lot a lot of the tension that they have between each other because Chloe feels like Drea is so judgmental. Mm-hmm. But I also kind of feel like Drea set herself up for disappointment because this is your sister and you know how she is. And mm-hmm. so for you to set an expectation for her to step up and say, no, it's okay. You set yourself up for that disappointment because you know, Chloe isn't that person. She's, she right. brought you out to have fun. So why is she going to tell you to stop? right right no that's that's definitely true so like you said I think she I think Drea she just had a whole she had an idea how the night would go in her head and like you mm-hmm. said she was a bit disappointed that it didn't happen yeah I agree um so they got to the they get to this private island and it's a nice family time where everybody's finally together I was kind of I was kind of disappointed in Joya for making it a work trip. I'm not going to lie. Did mm-hmm. do you, even though she justified it by saying, well, Kenya is always doing work trips. I don't feel like that was, that's fair. Yeah, but okay. In, in the real world, it wouldn't be fair, but in their world and being what she said that he always does it and they're in competition, they're always in competition with each other. It's kind of yeah. like they, whatever you do, I can do it better. Just like when Joya ghosted Kenya, he said, oh, I wish I would have did it first. Like what? Why would, like I just, they're just always they're like, well, if you can do it, I can do it better. They yeah. have that type of relationship. So in a real world, I wouldn't it wouldn't be okay for you to schedule like work while on a vacation. But in the Barris's world, 
it, it was normal if he does it then she's like well I can do it too I feel like even in the Barris world because they're coming from such a shaky place because they left off from that argument about Joya and her career and this vacation was the vacation to fix their marriage mm-hmm. so even if my husband is always doing work while we're on vacation those are just random vacations but mm-hmm. if this is a vacation where the purpose is to fix and work on our marriage i'm not going to purposefully say oh well now this is my time to do to him what he keeps doing to me first of yeah. all that's toxic <laughs> and yeah. it's 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 just it's not fair to anybody yeah you know, King, I mean, Joya, she's passive aggressive. Very. And she likes to one up Kenya. Mm-hmm. She wants to one up him and things just because I feel like Joya is just trying to find her way again. Like, I feel like she, not that she lost herself, but she did kind of lose herself. So now it's kind of like, well, I'm trying to, you know, get my power back. I can do it. I can do what I want. What are mm-hmm. you going to say about it? You know, like she, even on a trip, she's like, I'm just relaxing. Okay. Like, just please, I need time for myself. So I think she just, she just, she's feeling herself. She's feeling feeling herself because she knew she had to work. And that's why. That's exactly why. But they had a moment where they were at the beach and she made the initiative to do the truce. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a pivotal point where I'm like, okay, everything is going to do a 180 and they're going to be all right. And then she almost drowns. <laughs> and I, maybe this is me being naive. I really did think Kenya was going to jump in and save her. Did you? Okay. So listen, I thought he was about to, when he took the phone out of his pocket, I'm like, oh, he's about to go. He right. <laughs> Then he starts taking a watch off and then he starts taking everything. Okay, okay, you're taking way too long. And so I'm like, okay, he took everything, all his jewelry off. He's about to go save her. He, he goes, oh, my shirt is silk. I'm like, oh my God. It's silk. It's silk. Like he's panicking. Like, uh, I, I had so much faith in him, but then he just took too long. I'm like, oh, he's not doing it. He's yeah. not doing it. Marquise, then you see Marquise just, they watch it and he just jumps straight in and then That undid the bonding moment that they had just moments ago because of Kenya's pride. Yes, because if you really think about it in real life, let's say this was a real life situation and your husband is literally concerned about all his materialistic stuff as opposed to saving a human being. I'm like, are you serious? Not even a human being, I'm your wife. I'm the mother of your six children. Yeah. And that being said, it's so unbelievable to me that him showing up to her book signing was what made it better. Girl, you were, I, I feel like in this episode, he really, he proved the point of what everybody's been saying about him. He's materialistic. He's into his ego. Mm-hmm. He proved it. So it's kind of like, what more can you expect from him? He's stuck in his ways. It's just like, I think it's now, she takes, she takes it however he gives it to her. If you want to show me love this way, okay, because other than that, he's settling though. It it does suck because I'm like, are you serious? But that's how you get even more passive aggressive and you have animosity towards your partner because they basically don't know how to love you. And you're just saying, okay, well, I'm gonna just stick it out because what we have a bunch of kids and you're this mogul. Yeah. 
And look, this is the part though. Now, so he got the book, but he's not even going to read the book. He's not even going to read like, I'm not reading. She knew it though. She said, yeah, I don't expect him to read. I hope he doesn't. Because she probably wrote about him in that book. So. For sure. Girl, they got, they got rich people problems. So, but if you, if you were in Joya's situation, uh-huh. what steps would you take to, I guess, fix the whole drowning situation and seeing him validating basically what you already know about him. What steps would you take if you were Joya? To rectify the situation? Yeah, in real life. Oh, in real life? I, yeah. He gonna have to prove something to me. I don't know what it is, but I'm gonna need you to prove your love to me because that, you didn't prove it. You was about to let me die. So he has a lot of making up to do. I'm not sure exactly what, but something... <laughs> I don't know. I don't even think counseling will work for them. Because honestly, if they go to counseling, I don't even think they will hear each other. I think both of them are just, they're so into themselves mm-hmm. that it's kind of like she's into herself, he's into himself. Yeah. And they both and, lie. That's the thing. Yeah. They, they both, both lie. lie. They're both petty. Mm-hmm. They both want to get the attention from the kids. They want to take credit. Like, Girl, they are, listen, they are made for each other, okay? I feel like they are both the same person. Kenya is just a little bit Yes, I was just thinking that they are made for each other, but that doesn't mean that they're good for each other. Because I don't want, I know that if I had a guy that's exactly like me, copy and paste, there's no way we're going to work. I love myself too much. I can be materialistic. I can be very demanding and needy and a crybaby, mm-hmm. but still really tough. And I can't have my man do that, be that like that too. We need to balance each other out. Yeah. Girl, I feel like now they're just a power couple. You know, some people marry for love, some people marry for money. Yeah. And, hey. I don't know what they're should. married for anymore. I kind of think <laughs> Not gonna lie. Not gonna lie. The image, the image. He has to maintain his image. Definitely. So before we (laughs) sign off, what are some predictions that you have in mind for season two? Okay, season two. Well, Drea is, of course, going to get into film school. Mm -hmm. So I believe that's going to happen. I feel like we'll see some more marital problems with Kenya and Joya. Mm Mm-hmm especially now that two of their oldest is are away to college so technically they're just left with the younger kids now mm-hmm. and because if you think about it I feel like Drea was like she was the more mature one out mm-hmm. of all out of everybody so now that she's gone you just have the younger kids and you got Lupe and, <laughs> so and I, I feel like we're going to see marital problems because they don't have nobody there to just kind of censor them and like okay guys really yeah I think, um, especially in Joya's situation with her publicist, Nia Long, she gasses, like she just throws gas on the fire. She kind of makes things worse. Um, I do, I do think Drea's going to get into film school. I, because there's so many similarities between this and Blackish, I could see them make, having Drea probably take a gap year and then they have to go through that whole thing of her finding herself the way Junior tried to find his way. 
and I would like I would like to see them take marriage counseling seriously Mm -hmm. but you know how they do little things where they make it similar to movie scenes iconic movie scenes and stuff like when he was like interrogating his sons Mm -hmm. I would like for them to do a Mr. and Mrs. Smith style Oh, I can cool. definitely see that. that I, like really I like that, Brie. Yes. Kenya <laughs> Barris, my email address is B-R-E. Make sure, <laughs> make yes. sure I get my um credits because when you see this, I will be DMing you. Okay. Now, season two come out and they got a Mrs. Mr. and Mrs. Smith little theme going on. We know where they got it from. Oh, yes. Oh, look, I will have my lawyer, um, excuse me, copyright. Yeah, real quick. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, thank you so much for everybody who tuned in and listened to us and chimed in during the live chat. We really appreciate you. And we can't wait to see more magic from the very talented Kenya Barris and the mm-hmm. rest of his ish franchise. You can yeah. follow me at I am the underscore Cheyenne, C-H-I-A-N-N-E on Twitter and Instagram. AJ, let the good people know where they can find you. You guys can find me on Instagram at Crimson Pearl. Yes, Crimson Pearl. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Bye. I always do that. Okay, bye. <laughs> Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.